This is the One Step Better Podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the One Step Better Podcast. I am Mike, and with me, as always, is a good friend, Matt Patrick. Good friend. I should stop saying good friend. Today, we're going to say He's our a- worst enemy, Matt Patrick. Got a boy. Do Thanks, not Mike. welcome you, Matt. <laughs> um, Perfect. This is going to be a good one. I'm, I'm rare form. Let's go. <laughs> we're energized, ready to roll. In. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> so we're, what, mid-September. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Uh, there's been some economic issues that are happening. Things are a little bit wonky, uh, to say the least. Uh, we don't really know the state of the economy, or, or I should rephrase that. We don't really know how long the state of our economy is going to exist. <laughs> Literally exist. <laughs> depending upon who you listen to. And so today we're going to talk through some um, practical ways that business owners can really prepare or be aware of or maybe a hype. Uh, a heightened sense of awareness towards their current state, um, especially in these more, I don't want to say the un- word uncertain. I told you earlier, I hate that word uncertain times, but in a more of an influx uh, environment. So yep. Matt, before we do that, um, this one I think is a fun question. Managing the unknown, right? Managing the unknown. Is it known? Well, we're not going to yeah. get into <laughs> uh, <laughs> If money got really tight for you, let's say that things just went south in a big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the first thing to go? Mike, no, just kidding. <laughs> the podcast, uh, the podcast is done. I think I can we sell this so mic for uh, fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah, how much equipment's in this room? Yeah. We start pawning off. What about these mic stands? How, um, what do you think we get for those? Obviously, I think we've done this before a little bit, right? COVID happened, and we started like, well, what, what is like not as critical, or like, let's make some decisions on some stuff that. We, so we basically started looking at all recurring subscriptions where we started. Yeah. Um, you know, we weren't. It wasn't a. A, a definition of like okay fire sale or let everybody go or anything like that but it was definitely like let's figure out what what the plan is and um my first thing is preserve preserve capital and then it was okay i actually think i did sell a car um <laughs> but I think- right, i'm going to rephrase the question then let's say that patrick accounting doesn't exist and you just have a job at home depot okay and and things got tight so we're talking about personal budget personal stuff only where do you start I would try to sell off anything with equity to get as much cash as I could. So, so you're going to start with selling all the car, things that have worth. <laughs> correct. I want to turn all my equity into cash as fast as I possibly can. Hmm. How yeah. about you, brother? What would uh, you do? The first thing I think of is everything in my house is for sale. Um, I don't know kids, if I would go as far. Kids and wife and everybody? I said everything. Everything. <laughs> no. I have a, you have a bunch of kids. you got some spares. I know, right? <laughs> and well, I think kidneys sell for pretty good. Yeah, everybody I has got two. six of them in the house. Two ears, two kidneys, two eyes. I think eyes. we need one Kennedy. Kennedy? Oh, uh, I, think. We, I don't know if we need one Kennedy, but I do know I think we need we, one kidney. I do think we need at least one kidney. So yeah. I could. I mean, I got six of them for sale. No. <laughs> I don't know if I would go to, uh, to the – I mean, depends on how bad things got, but um, everything in my house would be for sale. If, if I just had to get some cash, I would start in the garage. Everything in the garage has got to go. Because um, I You've got that's, some yard. We talked about this. You go glamping. You could start creating glamping in your backyard for the people that I'm gonna go homeless that have Airbnb, a place Airbnb, my backyard. Airbnb, you're yeah. glamping in the backyard. Hopefully, by that point, my pool will actually be done. <laughs> Nope, it won't uh, be done. It won't knows? be done by then, Mike. The, uh, it's a long Oh, no, time. by the time your pool's ready, your kids will be too old to go swimming in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that. It's for the grandkids. It's for the great-grandkids, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Enough of that. The reality is, uh, thankfully, 
we aren't in the situation where money is so tight that we have to sell off our kids and our kidneys today. Um, today, but by the time this podcast drops, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and so, you know, but there are t- there are things that we can be aware of and doing today that could prepare us for the possible scenario where the market has a downturn or um, our economy just doesn't rebound as quickly as we would want it to or whatever it may be. Um, and that's what we really want to talk about today. Um, I think the title of today's episode is, is Inflation Proofing Your Business. Um, and, and so, Matt, as you as you think through um, both from the perspective of a business owner and from the perspective of somebody who advises other business owners, what are some of the high-level things, just a couple of them, and we'll jump into the details, but some of those high-level things that that you would start with when you think about you know trying to be a little bit more conservative with our finances? I, I always start with the idea of how, how am I going to start, number one, preserving cash. So obviously cash may become worthless, um, but at the same time, I want to have cash in reserves for as much as I possibly can. Um, I'd be looking at effective ways to, you know, is, is my debt structured the right way? Do I have to worry about, you know, a uh, five-year arm or a seven-year arm or a revolving debt that I have in place that may be really changing? Is it now's the time to um, turn that into a fixed rate, turn that into cash? Like, what do I want to do there? I'd, I'd be wanting to get a hoard cash is my number one. Number two is I would take a hard look at all costs. Um, costs from the terming of – I start with my cost goods sold – Items that I'm going to turn into product, like product or services I sell. So it'd be a labor cost, products, products and services, subscriptions, anything I know that drives revenue in my in my business. I'm going to look at those things and are those things exactly on point? And are we pricing our services in today's market based on the cost I'm having to pay? I see that happening a lot. I mean, restaurants are mm-hmm. happening. You know, we've um, we our pool guy. Uh, not our pool guy, our air conditioner guy came by the house the other day and he said Freon is up 500% in the last 18 months. And you think about that and you go, okay, well, am I pricing Freon like it's up 500% yeah. when I'm having to put that in a client's home if I'm an owner HVAC company? I'm, and I bet you they haven't always done a good job of making sure margins reflect that. Um, same thing with restaurants. You know, tomatoes at one point this year were up, like I want to say like four or 500%. So all those things have to be evaluated all times. So you know exactly where I, I can't sell a burger for five bucks if it costs me six bucks to make it, you know, and that's what's going to happen today if you're not really watching your stuff. You know, a lot of times when we talk about financials uh, on this podcast, we talk really about looking at the, those big ticket costs, you know, your prime cost, your, your things that, that you're spending the majority of your money on. But when you really start thinking about you know, if we're really taking a hard look at, at everything in this context, it really is taking a look at everything because at some point pennies turn into nickels, which turn into dollars. Absolutely. And, and it's, it goes beyond, you know, absolutely start with your cost of goods sold. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff that make it may go below the line there that is unnecessary. Yeah. You may have luxuries. Bloated, you may yeah. have bloated yourself at some point, either you're paying for something you're not using it or is effectively using. It hasn't driven the investment you really wanted to make with it. Um, You've you have a this is going to sound a little uh, heartless, but you know you may have some employees on your team that aren't super um, driving uh, revenue at this point, or they're a luxury to have. With they're a, the nice to have. They're, they're not nice necessary to have. to have. Correct. And so I, you're doing a hard evaluation on all those things. I look at variable costs first because that really does move the needle mm-hmm. usually the most. But you're exactly right. Fixed costs are still costs I need to be evaluating every single line on my on my financial. Um, 
And the most one, most important one you probably should be looking at is the top line. Am I pricing my services or product at the right price based on today's pricing and costing? Doesn't matter if your customer is upset. It does, but it doesn't if you're not making money selling yeah. them that product or service, and they have to understand that. Yeah. Or if I'm losing money when I do sell it, I don't need it, to sell any more. It of It doesn't matter how mad they get. I can't. That's not sustainable. I can't do Correct. that. Yeah. I, I also, you know, think about it from the standpoint of of how does your products or services really play in a market? If if you're more of a luxury item, then you really have to think through not just your pricing but your volume, mm -hmm. because you may have some stuff going away. And so, you know, another thing that is super important is really having some uh, some budgets out there that are a little bit responsive to different variables. Yep. So you may have a budget. You know, this is what we did during the beginning of COVID times. Like, all right, if things if if top line looks like this, this is going to be kind of what our budget looks like. But if top line goes down to here, well, that's a different budget. Uh, and so if you can pre-plan that stuff or think about uh, think about those things in a time of a little more peace and rest uh, restfulness, then you're not scrambling on the back end and being reactionary to, oh, snap, I didn't think that was going to happen or I didn't know what I was going to do if that happened. This is very similar to how we typically, what I would recommend usually typically when we talk about budget, we'll be talking about budget here coming up in a few weeks when it comes on the podcast, but also doing a webinar, I think, in December. And I've often said you have a core ideal budget for the year, and then you may have evaluation budgets throughout the course of the year that has to evolve. And so I've said, you know, sometimes you'll have a four or five budgets over the course of a year. In an inflationary period or a recession period, you may have five or six, and you're going to have what-if scenarios of, okay, mm -hmm. if this happens, these are the these are the steps I'm going to take, which is part of our conversation today is, you know, my first thing is preserving cash. My second is making sure my debt structured. My third is expenses. My fourth is pricing. My fifth is, you know, I'm looking really hard at um, my my labor management for the next, you know, six to eight months. What can we do to maximize um, our use of all of everybody on our team better? Is there anything we, we have some duplication that we don't necessarily need to have right now? I'm doing a hard look at that all the time. I want to stay on top of my stuff as much as I possibly can. You know, we talked, uh, I think it was a few podcasts ago. It might have been a little bit longer now. Uh, but we talk about doing that kind of mid-year quarterly review. And this is, again, another reason why it's super important to be in some type of routine to look at your all of those things. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we've known for, you know, quite some time that the economy and the outlook on our economy isn't hockey stick positive. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it, now that we are, let's say, another month or another two months or another quarter into it, um, if you did have a more optimistic out view and you're still in where we're at, then it makes sense to look at all this stuff again. And so you mentioned being proactive and trying to get ahead of this stuff. That, that's all really all this is. It, it's constantly, constantly, constantly being aware of how your business is positioned in the market and how the, the outcome of how you're serving the market is really going to treat your cash and your bottom line. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a time to be proactive and intentional. I want to know be right on top of my stuff as much as I possibly can be. This would be a good time probably to get in some good habits is what I'd yeah. say is, you know, don't let good times mean you're not proactive and intentional, but this is a good time to get in a good habit of let's be super intentional and super proactive and making sure that we're doing exactly what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you talked about cash um, being king pretty yeah. much, you know, and I don't, I mean, I don't think, I don't of thumb there, think I that think. you would think, 
uh, I think we're in agreement here is what I'm trying to say, that we don't believe that, you know, our economy is coming to a crashing end. Uh, you know, the American economy is not being blown up with a nuclear bomb and we're starting over from scratch. Um, but at the same time, there are things that you have to watch out for from a cash flow perspective. You mentioned, uh, you know, restructuring debt or mm-hmm. you know, at least having a handle on it. What are some other things, other ways in which you can make sure that your cash flow is in a positive situation? Well, I think that's some of the rules of thumb like to live by. You know, I would say, you know, you should have no less than two payrolls in your bank account at any given one time on a normal cycle that get, you know, if you're, if you're in our business, it's two, it may be two months, you know, uh, for some businesses, but I think that two payrolls, at least in cash at all times is, is what you should be kind of a minimum. A lot of guidance says 10% of your top line revenue should be held in cash. Um, other ways to really look at my, uh, cash flow would be making sure I see if I can negotiate any terms with my AP. So any of my vendors and see if there's anything that I have not taken advantage of either longer terms, different rules, discounts, now's the time. And then how do I accelerate cash collections? Is it now a time to evaluate how we're paid on services? If it's, if you're not, you know, creating automated uh, methodology for payments, that one is it creating easier ways to get paid, um, not wasting money. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, if you're in the restaurant business, there's a lot of opportunity to draw off your future sales or point of sales. That's the terrible, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea at all times. It's definitely not a good idea right now interest rates are going to keep going up and up and up and it's going to just, I mean, it's going to eat you alive. So I just want to look at real hard ways to firm up the ability for me to collect my fees as fast as possible. We see this a lot with third party vendors, uh, third party delivery services like a Uber Eats or a Grubhub. Those pricings have not been adjusted, even though you may have changed your menu pricing locally. So those are things I'd want to be evaluating really hard right now because they're going to keep getting more expensive as well. You know, I think some of the feedback that could be out there is that I can evaluate my price all I want. But at the end of the day, if I don't feel like the customer is going to pay that additional X dollars in my price, then should I really uh, adjust my price? How do you tackle the... I know that I need to raise my price versus I'm afraid that people aren't going to pay the raised price. The heartless answer is you can't worry about it. And that has to be your answer. You also have to understand that it may mean that you're not adjusting price, but maybe you're adjusting your, you know, what you're selling. So, hey, I used to have an eight ounce hamburger. Now it's a seven ounce hamburger. Or maybe that is adjustment of price. The customer doesn't see that, but you've changed your portion control. You've changed the options. You've, you've restricted or simplified your menu even as a good way to kind of keep some of your pricing down. You know, instead of having to supply, let's say it's 40 different items every day, maybe you're down to 30 items. That All that stuff helps you kind of keep your prices in line. So you're doing everything you possibly can to tighten your understanding of your margins. I think it's not just price, but it's margins. I, I do think it's somewhat head trash. I think most people today are understand there's price increases. I think your customers understand it as well. They're going through that with all their, all their different vendors or everywhere they're going to spend money, they get it. Um, if you're going to sell a hamburger and lose a dollar versus not losing, not selling the hamburger, you've been better off not selling the hamburger because you still have a dollar. You're, you're not losing a dollar. Yeah. Um, we had a client recently that we're doing some work where we've done the math. I think we've determined that every day they lose money if they have sales. Like that's not yeah. a good thing. And, yeah. and we're, and we're like, there's a runway that, Hey guys, it's like you borrowed money for five years doing this. And like, this is a problem. You're not making money. And then so he's like, yeah, you sold a bunch of stuff today. Great. 
every time you sell something, you lose more money. Yeah. Doesn't do anybody good. This episode of One Step Better is brought to you by Works, a team of payroll and HR experts who help businesses with outsourced HR, payroll, and human capital management solutions. Works is software and service, combining awesome people with the best technology to help you and your team get one step better every day. Check out our website, works.com, to explore more employer resources. I think about it from the standpoint of, you know, really to inflation-proof my business is that I can't uh, because inflation is going to happen external to me regardless of what I do inside of my business. And so instead of trying to, you know, shy away from the inflation, I really have to ride the wave of inflation, which means on some level I have to kind of keep up with those inflationary rates. Well, I think of like the gas station, right? The gas station is the most inflation-affected business ever where they have to buy based on – it's a commodity. And so you look at the, – they make money when the price moves. They don't make money when it stays the same. The price competition when the, when the price for gas is the same means there's no change in flux. But when they change the price up or down, they make money on the front end. If it goes up, they make money on the down end when it comes down. They do, they do a good job of managing that in both directions. Obviously, they have something that everybody has yeah. to have, but, you know – Gas prices went up. What do we do? We went, okay, I'm still buying the same amount of gas I yeah. had to do before. Now, granted, I can find alternatives, but the reality of it is, is yeah. you know, the most profitable business ever, I think, in the history of time is this last quarter in the Saudi Arabian uh, gas company. So, <laughs> Well, companies did pretty good. Yeah, they did pretty good yeah, right they're, now. They're doing pretty good. Yeah. I, but, I mean, it, it's true to say that you're not going to – Can't beat You're it. not going to solve inflation in your little corner. I don't care if you're Amazon – like that you're not going to solve inflation. There's too many variables with too many people and too many businesses out there. Uh, the reality is you're going to have to be willing to adjust those prices. Now, the gas station does have the convenience of there is a price right out front that changes on a daily basis. And so, you know, there's a, it's a little bit easier to communicate that and to adjust those things. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I think is really beneficial in some of the technology pushes that we've had over the past few years is the uh, adoption of, especially in the restaurant world, of some POS systems that will truly allow you to make those on-the-fly changes a lot easier. Yep. And there's and that's been true in a lot of businesses. So you just have to, like like we said at the very beginning, be intentional about knowing where things are, where you're heading, and then adjusting accordingly. Um, otherwise, you're you're going to get off the tracks. And don't decide out of fear. The fear of of the, I need to raise my price, or the fear of, oh my goodness, I'm not going to sell this thing if I have to raise my price. No, no, you have to raise your price, and, it's, and you have to be willing to, you have to be willing yeah. to do it. It's just part of the, it's part of the, your unfortunate decision as a business owner. Yeah, you, or you have to price your services accordingly to make money. That's what we're in business to do. <laughs> we're in money. Mm. We're in uh, business to make money. Some people are. No, oh, I thought we were all nonprofits. Nonprofit. Well, some days. Nonprofits <laughs> after owner. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> nonprofit after owner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's uh, I think that's good advice. Um, I mean, realistically, uh, things are a little bit wonky out there. Um, things are probably going to continue to be wonky for at least a little bit. Um, I mean, depends upon who you ask. It may be into the new the next election. It may be a couple years after that. Yep. Uh, you know, all we could do is wait and see. And so um, if you need some help figuring those things out or maybe how some of this stuff would apply specifically in your organization, you know, we've talked to some restaurants, we've talked through, you know, other types of businesses and, and how this may apply. Um, but maybe you think that you're a little bit unique and you have a situation that uh, you need some help figuring out. Give us a call. Send us an email. You can reach us at one step better at works.com and we'd be glad to help. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.
Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day.